This is Wrench Nation. Car talk, car culture, car tips, car music, all that is car. Wrench Nation car talk. Call or text your questions now. Bad of the ball. Oh, yeah. You got to love this song. Susie, I like this. It's like grooving right here. I'm listening. Yeah. Oh. You're dialing in the Ranch Nation. There's a reason why we're playing this song. Kick it up, Bree. This, this song's got a groove right here. There's a reason why we're playing this. On the automotive show right here, Ranch Nation Car Talk. We are paying homage, tribute. Two, female Palestinian drift racer people, Noor Dayoud. Noor Dayoud. But we got to hear the song. Oh, this is beautiful. I like it. I'm sound hounding it right now. We're lighting some candles right now. It's got a groove right here. Noor Dayoud. Noor Dayoud. She's a Palestinian drift racer. Female people. She's a female drift racer, and I thought what'd be fitting right now, we got to open the show with a little uh, Arabic-style music. This is really, got to notate this, female Palestinian drift racer. She's breaking all the rules. Breaking all the rules. I mean, you got to like that. You do. So, uh, Noor Daoud from Palestine, if you're listening, we're trying to book you on the show. We think this would be a great show topic to have Noor on. Um, You know, Middle East is... They just, women don't, they can barely operate a, a shopping cart over. They can't drive anything. Yeah, they're very restricted. Yeah, so Noor Daoud, if you're listening, we love you. And if you're just joining in, welcome back, you maniacs. Wrench Nation Car Talk. Uh, you know, we try to answer. We're not, listen, we're not experts. We've been in the business, make a lot of mistakes, but you guys have counted on us every week. If you're catching this on the podcast Sunday, you guys are rock stars. If you got any questions about your car, you know, check engine lights, Hopping away, flashing at you, or you get a smell, an odor. So speaking of smells and odors. Susie, is it smelling badly in the garage? What's shaking in the garage? What's happening in the garage? Ah, Frank, everything in the garage is good. But you know what? We had a Honda come in. We had a customer actually um, tell us that she's having a vibration in her engine. Um, Now, she did recently have some um, aftermarket engine mounts put in elsewhere. Oh, wait, wait. You said aftermarket. Did I say aftermarket? I did say aftermarket. Now, what does that mean? People are listening. Oh, you you people always talk in industry terms. Aftermarket would be probably... uh, Not a wee. Well, like generic to brand. So I could buy Cheerios. Cheerios. I could get branded and buy that. And then there's the Safeway or... The house brand. The O's for the I Cheerios. See. So what does yes. that mean? What happened with the engine mount? So she came in with the uh, engine. Well, the, the engine is still vibrating, she says. So when we look at it, um, we see the aftermarket engine mounts. And can so you tell? I mean, we, the quality. You can, yeah, you can see right. the engine rise, lower. And so we uh, we recommended to, to go with uh, factory. Factory. All yeah, right. If you're listening, fit. factory, everybody's like, buy factory. The bottom line is this, though, I think, Susie. Made up your need, man. If you're not going to keep a vehicle for the long haul, hey, don't overspend. But just know you get what you get, right? right. So mounts, engine mounts can be expensive, uh, factory. But ideally, if we were to look at the arena of car repair, engine mounts are one of those things that's like, ooh, 
In fact, I know, like, gosh, some technicians will throw that box right back at you. Right. And engine mounts can be pricey. They can be pricey. Yeah. There. I mean, I always tell folks, look, go. remember that old Lexus commercial? Yes. And they had the little champagne yeah. thing sitting there on the hood. And you're like, oh, wow, that's got to be an extremely smooth vehicle. Yeah. Well, those are extremely expensive engine mounts, you yeah. know, hydraulic, electric, so on. So, but you know what I questioned a little bit is that I wonder why she didn't want to go back to the the other place that did it. She was very we, adamant, Frank. Yeah, you know, I like to find out, and I and I would say to that, like, you know, if you've gotten work elsewhere, I get it. You're, yeah, oh, it didn't, it didn't, that car, it's not fixed. Fix I don't want to go back. I'm going to get a second opinion. I would invite you. Before you reach out to get a second opinion, go back to that garage yeah. or that dealer because, you know, for the most part, I know some people are not on the up and up and they're storytelling, but for the most part, if there's a mistake, an honest mistake made, those things can be corrected. You know, now you've got the grief and let's face it, the risk, if you get a second opinion and you just called the first person up on the index of Google and didn't do the, you may now be in another now you get another story, maybe. Yeah. So just be careful. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean, it's great to hear the garage is doing well. I mean, obviously, in Arizona, the temperatures have changed. We're getting a lot of tire issues, uh, you know, with, uh, I would say, a pot of boiling water, you know, expands molecules. It's in the summer, air expands. And in the winter, it's just, I'm not saying ice cubes are happening here in Arizona, but check your tire pressure. You know, you could be off a little bit, and that's enough if you're not paying attention. Um, you can wear out those tires. You can cup your tires and all that kind of stuff, and... So be aware of that. Uh, we do have some tech tips. Uh, this is going to be quick. You know, every week we try to give you some tech tips. Uh, and these are these are things happening in the garage. Um, I think that's pretty cool to, hey, this is what's actually happening. And most of you listening right now are not thinking air conditioning. It's cool outside. I can roll down my windows. You ain't right? turning on the AC. Yeah. But I want you to think a little differently. This is really important, especially if you have an aged system, not a broken system. But if you've got an AC, AC system, it's got some mileage on it, and it's done you right. It hasn't been drama. During the course of the winter, exercise the AC compressor. Eh, just think motor. That's eh, a little motor going. And now it's going to sleep. Well, what does the motor have? It has oil in it. It's going to lubricate. So if that oil is just kind of sitting in the belly, just kind of hanging out, the minute you maybe turn that on in the spring when you need it, it's been starved on its top end. Think about that. Does that make sense? That is I mean, a good point. Maybe. Yeah. So I'm just telling you it's good habit. And if this is complicated and you're saying, all I heard is he said, turn on the AC <laughs> during the winter, just go to your local garage. He said, you know, I heard this crazy maniac in, in Susie's sockets on the show, and they said I need to exercise my AC during the winter. You can typically turn on the defrost, and that'll engage, you know, but just know about it. Mm -hmm. Exercise it. Uh, during the course of the winter. So, all right, we got some uh, automotive news. There's all kinds of happenings uh, in the automotive news wording. Man, I just hate to hear this. And eh, we, we talked about this maybe a year ago. Have you heard? Have you heard? Maybe not. Police are seeing an uptick. And Honda airbag thefts. These criminals, they're stealing airbags again. Black market? You got it. Wow, I guessed. I'm telling you. You would think, okay, well, stereos are pop like stereos are not as popular anymore. They're not. Because they're they're harder to take and 
they don't always cross fit, if you will, because factories are factory fit, good factory systems. But these airbags can be expensive, new. Okay. I'm talking like maybe a portion of your college semester is expensive. (laughs) So uh, it's been reported, and I've kind of kept an eye on this. We've done done some work with uh, local media regarding sort of the counterfeit market with airbags. Just know, keep your vehicle safe. I mean, most of you say, well, all right, Frank, I know that. I'm locking my stuff up. (laughs) But specifically, the report goes on to talk about the late model Hondas. Hondas, uh, you can be in and out. Somebody can get in the car, steal that airbag, and it's big money. Now, why is it so in and out? Why why is Honda easy? Is it easy? Well, some cars, look, the the horn pad. Right. You push that horn pad, and then behind that lives the driver's side airbag. airbag. So Honda is not as difficult as some other vehicles. And, you know, I'd like to believe just knowing mechanically what's going on with that driver's side airbag, it's actually... For all vehicles, it's not impossible. Um, now, I wish I had a solution. Well, there's an airbag lock you can buy <laughs> at Walmart. Like the club, huh? Like the club. Yeah. Um, or better yet, catalytic converters. Those are another item. Are those another hot item? They're hot. Like, you hear about, and it's a tragedy, catalytic converters, breeze scratching her head. All right, Frank, you what lost What is me. a catalytic converter? The catalytic converters are part of the exhaust system. It's part of the emissions control. All you need to know is they're expensive. Another expensive device. Another one. They can cut these cats right out of the exhaust. So if you're a school bus and you sit up high, mm-hmm. well, if you're a thief, you get a little engine creeper, break into a schoolyard, get your creeper. And Frank, don't s- tell them how to do it. Well, I'm not. Don't I'm, tell them. Oh, gosh. I don't know <laughs> what, what is I'm that? Trying, <laughs> it's a ticking time bomb, Frank. Time don't, out, Frank. Time out. I'm in time out. But just know. This is the time of year, people. The holidays are coming. It is a known fact. There is an uptick in car thefts and all things in your car we want to look at. We want to steal. And there's no identifier on an airbag. No, like the black VIN. market. Yeah. The, and it's tough to, to trace back. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, if you, your car is in a collision, now you do your homework and, you, you, you know, you, your insurance company will send you in the right direction. But if you're that individual that says, no, nah, I'm not dealing with the insurance, you take the check and you want to get it deep, deep, cheaper, cheaper. There's a risk of, uh, I think the risk, till you know, is 0.10 of a percent, tenth of a percent that you may get a black market airbag. Wow. Just to give you perspective. So my, my thing is just watch your ride. You're out turkey shopping. Uh, cr- Christmas trees here in Arizona. That's kind of funny. Yes, it um, is. But uh, so, Susie, did you have uh, some breaking news? Over yeah, there? you got to hear this. All so. Right. Obesity, obesity is on the rise. We know that globally. There's stop. About Wait a minute. What? They've all since like I grew up watching Sesame Street. Obesity has always been an issue. Obesity is actually killing about 2.8 million people a year globally. Here? Oh, globally. Globally. Are we culprits in the U.S.? Are we, we certainly are. Yeah. You know what? The 20 top uh, obese places in the world were at number 18. Oh, gosh. And Saudi Arabia is actually 20. All right. So is your car going to make you lose weight? Well, what check this about? out. Have you ever heard of a calorie-burning car? Shoot, the way my wife drives? Right. You mean like the Flintstones? Dude. This is brief. What? It is a fit car is what they're calling it. And it's basically exercise while you drive. Who the? Who the? Exactly. So, so who, what country is responsible? Okay. Is this Poland? Poland? It's Russia? a Saudi inventor. They're testing it in the Netherlands. And it's, it's from the outside, it looks like an Audi A4, okay? But guess what 
the differences. Instead of a throttle pedal, you get bicycle-style pedals. What? Yeah. No, there you come go. On, that man. was a flip, messing... No, well, I'm that's not. The, that's the thing. Like, European countries and, and elsewhere, we're, we're still big. Like, people still today want to buy the big, big rides. We do. But you know what? This inventor says, we spend about 60 minutes in a car each day on the commute. Why not exercise? So you're Not gonna... for me. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in coffee drone. You wouldn't do it? No, I'm lazy in the morning. I mean, I have my little workout routine, but I don't think you could convince me that I'm going to, in my chariot, work out. That's behavioral change. I can't. It I, is behavioral change. But I like the idea. How do the pedals work? So you Yeah, like what's a up bike, with that? I mean, what's how, going how on? How am I going to make it go forward and backwards or stop? Bicycle pedals. So this is really interesting. Hold it's, on a minute. Yeah. I, I, I think it's important. Let's give you some mechanical pedal music. Well, thank you, Frank. So really, the system is essentially, it's got three basic settings. In traffic, you have a drive slow option while on the highway, and then you can do drive fast. I mean, you've got different settings. So as you pedal, you're actually going. You uh, move. I ain't buying that. Frank, I looked hard for this. No, I think millennials, like Generation Zers and millennials, definitely my daughter, I could see. She don't want to, my daughter loves her Mustang. But she, she, she'll call Lyft before anything. Like, it's a whole different... No, I got you the convenience. But you know what I see could happen? If you're actually pedaling your car everywhere, isn't your lower extremities going to be much stronger than your upper extremities? Man, we'd be a funny populace we would. right there. I mean, could you... I mean, you already go to the gym and you see some of the... Like, hey, can you work out the other side yeah, of your body? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, again, if you're catching this on the podcast, uh, you may miss bits and pieces during the live show Sunday's the upload. We have an incredible show, man. We work hard to bring you some amazing people, some amazing guests. And I got to tell you, have you heard? If you've been searching on the internet, specifically YouTube, for car care help, you probably heard of an individual by the name of Eric the Car Guy. We got Eric the Car Guy. He is stopping by. He is next for your questions. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me, my clients, and they're likely not to come back? Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Well, all right. That's such a wonderful announcer guy. I mean, you know, that's wonderful to have you guys back as well. Ranch Nation, Car Talk. Uh, If you're catching the show uh, right here from East Valley Institute of Technology, uh, amazing automotive program at a high school level. So if you're listening to the show, we always invite you to come down, take a tour. Uh, in fact, uh, leading the country people, uh, you know, they continually get over to Skills USA and compete. So, you know, you've been listening to the show for a while and, and some of it may be casual. You catch bits and pieces, but some of you are really listening because you have such an interest in repairing cars the sophisticated networks to an adjustment of a carburetor know that this show is done at one of the premier educational institutes in the country. 
We invite you to come down as well as uh, pay a visit to our garage. You know, we always have uh, working educational side of things at the garage. Keep it mentor. So welcome back to Ranch Nation. Now, listen, I know you people, you do everybody researches on YouTube. Uh, did you look at a cooking recipe, Susie, or did you, you know, try to figure out how to fix your roof on YouTube? I do, but I, you know, I look for crafts, and I look for... You like the crafts. I do the craftsy things. That's a peaceful thing. It is peaceful. You can't, I mean, how do you give hate and comments to somebody doing crafts? You can't. You just watch the crafts. Yeah, and then you think to yourself, why didn't I think of that? Uh, isn't that the case? Yeah. Well, I'm an idiot. Why did I <laughs> we, all, we all do that, for sure, and so we are privileged and honored. Uh, we have Eric the Car Guy on with us. Eric the Car Guy, welcome to Wrench Nation, brother. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, we appreciate you. Now, uh, for those of you that may have just arrived uh, to this uh, country or this land or perhaps to the Internet, Eric the Car Guy, has, uh, Eric, you, you've been on the Internet, specifically YouTube, for close to 10 years, correct? Indeed, yes. Indeed, man. And, and I just want to tell you, first and foremost, uh, as a friend, I'm a fan, uh, and I thank you uh, for what you're doing and continue to do. We're going to dive into sort of how you got started, but first we got to go way back. You got an art background, brother. <laughs> yeah, I did start off in art school and uh, quickly realized that probably the best I could amount to is uh, either an art teacher or doing greeting cards. Aww. So, I, oh, wait a minute. We're just I, talking aww. arts and crafts. You got Susie's yeah, heart now. Yeah, you got me. Passion. Oh. Well, uh, well, I... I know art. I, I'm not saying either one of those things are a bad thing. It's just that that didn't appeal to me. So I decided to take sort of a left turn, but stay within the art realm. I moved to Pittsburgh and went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh there for special effects, makeup, and industrial design. Hmm. So I was learning how to make monsters. And I saw some of these pictures. You 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 put out a pretty good monster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really have to add too much makeup to some of those things, and some of those were appliances on myself. But I, I went to that school for a year. Absolutely loved it, and I love the process of, you know, thinking of something and then bringing it into the real world. That's something that very much excited me. But unfortunately, because of finances, I wasn't able to finish school, so I was sort of set adrift for a while. And I had some strange jobs during that time. I made some fake trees, and uh, you know, worked at some fast food restaurants and things. And then Hold on a like, minute. Right. Mr. Eric, the car guy, got to respectfully interject. Before we get into your rock star highness of over a million subscribers on YouTube for all things car care, we got to step back and talk about those trees. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, did you actually design trees for malls, like Christmas trees? Well, not necessarily malls. Well, yeah, actually, we did do some for malls, but the irony of it is we use real trees to make fake trees. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so they we would we would go. Well, we didn't go out. The company that I worked for would purchase maple trees in particular, and they'd bring them in, and we'd cut them and shape them, and sometimes make these elaborate containers that we could put them in so that they could fit into a shopping mall. And then we would spend the next few weeks adding, uh, you know, synthetic branches to these real trees uh, with a hot glue gun and some clay and some other types of things. And eventually you'd end up with something that you would see in your local shopping mall. So let me ask you, was the uh, artistry about you starting to transition mechanically right there? <laughs> well, that was always there. I mean, my father was actually he wasn't an auto mechanic, but he worked on plastic molding 
plastic molding machines at a at a toy company. Gotcha. And my my grandfather on my mother's side was a fabricator. So I was always exposed to workshops and tools, and it was just something that was sort of natural to me. And, you know, Dad was out, you know, maybe working on the car or something. I'd hand wrenches, and then growing up, I'd take apart my bicycles and sometimes modify them to do, you know, make them do different things. You know, take 10-speed bicycle uh, handlebars and put them on a dirt bike kind of thing. Um, and then just over time, like during the art school period and things like that, I didn't have a whole lot of money, so I'd always fix my own cars and... In fact, there's there's a video out there that if you want to see the 1992 version of Eric the Car Guy, uh, it's called the Yuck Bucket. It's on my ETCG1 channel, but that's the 1981 Reliant K that I was... Oh, gosh, the along. K car, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the floor was all rotted out in it. Uh, we love I, that. Oh, you know, yeah. You know, Eric, I got to stop you for a minute because, like, you, you couldn't start something like this. Like, let's just face it. I'm just going to say it. Some people out there in YouTube land, well, how the heck did that guy start off with a LaFerrari? <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. It's not raw. And what most admire, including myself, and again, brother, I'm a fan of what you're doing because you're educating so many, it is that you, you sort of evolved into this and you, it sounded like you were definitely interested. Where, do you tr where did you transition into sort of the, the education side. You went to Rosedale, yeah? I did. I did. I absolutely love that school. Graduated top of my class. I like to say that, but there was probably only about eight of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love it. Love it. At, at that time. But but it's still nice that I got to make a quote-unquote speech. What was even nicer is that my son was actually sitting out in the audience when that happened, and that was kind of cool. That is so cool. That, was, that is cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a sweet victory. But, so, you know, I, I'd always had some form of mechanical ability. In fact, I think the art was just sort of an extension of that. Like I said, what I really enjoyed when I was in school for special effects was coming up with an idea and then realizing it in the real world. And sometimes that involved animatronic type things. So you had to think mechanically in order to make the mechanism to make the thing move like you wanted it to move. So, you know, for, for me, just mechanical things always seem to come naturally and, and it evolved into auto repair. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we got Eric the Car Guy, over a million subscribers. If you have caught a video online, you more than likely have saw uh, and watched uh, over 896, I think you're close to 900 uploads. You've been at this for a while. Eric, uh, you know, some, some would, would say, you know, I caught the video, but where do I stop? Like, we're going to dive in a little bit more on how you got started, but just real quick, many are looking at how-to videos like when should they stop? I mean, when when do when do they get it? Because that may even that may work against them. Like now they're all confused because they've heard four different things. What's your take on that? Other than stop watching after me and go do it. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I I consider myself a confidence builder more than anything. Uh, being an auto, having been an auto mechanic, I realize that there are a hundred different ways to do the same thing. And a lot of people like to say that their way is right. Or, you know, some engineer obviously sat down and said this is the way to do it. But then oh. again, somebody may have come along and figured out something different. So I guess my answer to that is there's many different ways of approaching the same problem. You just have to figure out what works best for you. And it's, I wouldn't consider the YouTube to be the do-all, end-all. It's sort of a stepping-off point. You it actually is, have to yeah. Do work. yeah. It so is. I, I wouldn't, yeah. I, I wouldn't look at it as, okay, you found the right guy or you found the right video. 
that may happen, but I'm not going to say that that's the end because you're the one that's going to have to pick up the tool and figure it out. So. Yeah, and I think I think a great part of your success, and I I will say success, and I know you're really humble about it. Um, you have been tenacious. You have spent thousands of hours. Folks um, out there listening now have had sort of a vision. I'm going to start a YouTube channel, and some of you listening had started a YouTube YouTube channel and quickly realize it's a lot of work, Eric. With an average video, well, let's go back to beginning of time. When you first started, you had some sort of, you had the art skill and maybe a little video knowledge. How long does it take to make a 10-minute video? Could you give folks an idea of that? Well, I'll answer that question, and then there's there's a little more backstory to the video side of things. But uh, let's say a 10-minute video, that might be condensed down from, let's say, two hours worth of footage if I know what I'm doing going in. If I'm documenting a repair and I'm trying to trim it down to just the essentials, that could be three hours worth of footage. It's really hard to say. But I would say something like that, uh, a good tight 10-minute video, you're probably talking about 20 to 30 hours total with post-production and post-production. Um, do you think that washes away a lot of folks that have a passion for what they do and then realize... Wow, there's a lot of there's a lot of midnight oil that I have to burn, and they and they give up. Well, that that's possible. It it really depends on you know what their skill set is as far as the video production side of things. I mean, a lot of it really occurs when you're shooting the video itself, because if you have to go back in post production and fix things, or you have to go back and reshoot things, that's obviously going to cost you more time. So going in, you have to have an understanding of how to acquire the footage to begin with. You know, the lighting, the sound. Uh, just those, the the shot angles and those types of things, which requires a certain mastery of whatever equipment it is you're using. I got now, one more modern video. Yeah, um, go ahead. Well, well, just one more quick question. We've got you through next break. We've just got a quick moment during this uh, segment. Um, how do you determine what's going to be most impactful? If that's even a question about this video is going to help that much more people. Do you look at it that way, or do you just hey, I've got this in the garage. This is going to work really well. Is there a game plan on how you know which video that you're going to put out? That's, that's an excellent question. It's sort of a combination of both, and, and a lot of it does depend on what I have available or what's in the shop. I might have an idea for a video, and I may sit on it for a while until the opportunity comes about when you know that problem does arise in the shop. But I've been sort of moving away from these documentary-style videos that I've been doing for years and closing in more on things that are more universal, more general. Yeah, um, we like that. I, I did see you transition. We're going to talk about that. We've got Eric, the car guy, on. You guys stay tuned. You know, the question that we want to ask, and many of you think the same, hey, I watched the video. When is it time for me, ah, this is way beyond me, to actually take it to a professional? We're going to ask Eric, the car guy, uh, next. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Bolt-on Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have bolt-on technology software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. This is Wrench Nation. Nothing's wrong. Call or text your questions now. Who's gonna drive you home? 480-655-8870. 
Well, all right. Welcome back. Ranch Nation Car Talk, your car talk show. People, you can call in 480-655-8870. We realize that a lot of you just kind of casually hang out and listen, but know if you have a car concern, it's our priority. Whether you stop by the garage or get into the comments on Facebook, Ranch Nation, we got Eric, the car guy. Eric, are you uh, hanging with us there? Are you there? Yes, I am, sir. Thank you, brother. want to thank you again for uh, hanging out with us. And we asked the question, and you had mentioned building confidence, which is incredible. It's not so much how to, but I want to build your confidence. And I know you've inspired a lot of folks to, to take that on their own and have those wins in the in their garage or in their driveway about fixing their car. Uh, these cars can get, as you know, with autonomous platforms and the connected car and all these canned controlled area networks that are under hood. Is there a point where you have had in the comment section a particular individual that you can sort of sense that, oop, they may be going in over their head. When do you cut that short and say, hey, best to take it in and maybe have that particular electrical or an evaporative fault? You know, those can be complicated. How do you handle that direction when you tell someone, hey, best to take it over to a professional? I can ask that. Um, you, you can usually sense it. I mean, if they're starting to, well, usually the people that have thrown many, many parts at it, Oh. And that's usually where I try to draw the line and say, you know, you're not really diagnosing, you're just sort of guessing and, and using the parts cannon. So that's one thing. And, and I often discourage people from doing their own AC work also. Yeah, that can be complicated. We have covered in the past those uh, AC recharge cans. Uh, they can be dangerous and then way overboard. I mean, to, to take a complex system like an air conditioning system and look at a gauge that is red, yellow, green. Okay, I'm good. You know, it's a little more intense than just watching the gauge. So on I those com- on those complex fixes, when um, are they actually like pinging you? Are they reaching out to you and saying, hey, what do I do next? Oh, yeah, all the time, uh, either in comments or on social media. But I've actually tried to structure my website in such a way to where people can go there and get answers to the most popular asked questions that I've had. In fact, I've spent two years putting those articles together with videos and things so that they can just go there and follow a troubleshooting steps that could possibly lead them to a solution. And we remind you, we don't want to just assume that you've seen Eric the Car Guy on YouTube, but please uh, visit ericthecarguy.com. Um, that's an amazing site. There is a library of goodness. There is something on that site that is related to what you may have as a need for car care. And perhaps you're not prone to fixing it yourself, but you want to get an idea. Eric, you do an amazing job of kind of, you're very meticulous. I think that's part of your success, um, you know, without knocking anybody else out there that is attempting to sort of educate on car care. It truly comes down to your meticulous approach about step-by-step. And if anything, if someone's not looking to fix their own stuff, they're at least armed up to have a wonderful visual and asking their mechanic hey not so much that you're going to fix it the way he said but i have an idea and scope of this this is my symptom they can expect a few things that's awesome that you do that well you know it's interesting you said that because that's exactly what i set out to do i figured if people weren't going to be capable of doing the repairs if nothing else that they were you know given a, a big estimate from a shop that they would at least have some inclination of what that repair involves so they could say to themselves yeah, that would be worth the money, or uh, that guy's ripping me off or something like that. So, yeah, that's, that's part of what I do also. Yeah, one of the things we see in the industry, and in a funny, odd old way, I, you know, being the unicorn and not necessarily the black sheep, but the unicorn that I can be and sort of getting folks to think at a higher level in our industry, 
Folks have a tendency uh, on the garage side, mainly the independents, of saying, oh gosh, here's another customer. I found it on YouTube. And what I have been barking for years, just sort of quietly representing the common sense of it all, is, hey, you need to change your approach. If they were educated in a way, you need to invite that and get back to the brass taxes of what's your symptom. Because a lot of us in the industry, we have this problem that we don't know how to ask the right questions and we lose control of the very important first step of, well, what's your symptom? You know, so I just want to make you aware that you probably are. And we're going to talk about some of the good works that you're doing across the industry with the future of uh, automotive mechanics and that interest. Uh, uh, Recently, you were uh, uh, with Universal Technical Institute, UTI, uh, Bogey out of 180 Auto, who's here locally. She's a rock star. And of course, Hummel Mechanic, another rock star out there educating Tell us about that experience. You had an opportunity to talk about your past and inspire uh, the next generation. Well, first, those two people are people that I consider some of the finest human beings on the planet. So it was really nice to be able to to be with them. But, you know, I like their perspective. We all come from, you know, different backgrounds and have different uh, takes on the automotive industry and what it's like to live and work as a technician. So it's a lot of good came out of that, I think. It was a great discussion. Yeah, it was. And I think uh, it's really cool to see a movement uh, that's happening. You know, years ago it was shop against shop or dealer against dealer, uh, mechanic against mechanic. Maybe not so much the mechanic against mechanic, but there is this sense of, oh, well, he can't have it. I'm going to have it. And, and, and it's really cool the last several years to see this movement, this union. I think some of that was technology. We, we now know more a lot where there's things that are available. And many of our listeners are youngsters, you know, who have an interest in car care personally and taking care of their ride, whether, you know, Tyler, it's a drifter. They're working on their Nissan. You know, uh, it can start that way, you know, and they want to go to that next step. But Eric, they've been told, Uncle Louie, I've been doing this since 1982. It's a terrible business. It's not going to work. What do you say to a student or somebody that's got the drive to maybe take it up notches, and their parents are just like, no, nah, not for you. you got to go to college. I really like Bogie's answer to this question, and what she said was to find your allies. Find the people that are believing in what you do that could possibly you know, go with you when you talk to your parents about this career. And if you feel truly passionate about it, you're going to do it no matter what. I mean, you'll, you'll find a way to work your way into it. Because it is your life, after all, and I know that it can be difficult to go against your parents at times. But, I mean, if you're really passionate about something, then follow that passion. That is awesome right yeah. there. We, we talk about that a lot. Susie, you know, we remind folks that, you know, someday, at the end of the day, no matter what you do, you got to go with that gut. You and do. at least you made that step. Eric, the car guy, where can people find you? Eric, you got any new stuff going on? Where do people find you right now? EricTheCarGuy.com has it all. It's as simple as that. Eric, we'd like to have you on in the future. Can we count on you coming back? Absolutely. It was an honor to be here. Thank you. Good job, Eric. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you for joining us. Eric, the car guy, big applause for that one right there. I mean, that's a fabulous uh, point of view. And a humble individual. Humble. I mean, you've got a million subs. You can start to get, like, I'm sorry, some of you cosmetic channels. You guys got fat heads, but not Eric the car guy. He's humble. <laughs> Stay tuned. We are next with Wrench Nation. We got some more YouTube comments and uh, your questions next.
Nash Nation. Car Talk. Call or text your questions now. 480-655-8870. Welcome back. We realize that, uh, you know, you may not call in. A lot of you are just texting in, and thank you so much. Uh, You guys enjoyed the last couple of segments. Uh, Stick around now. You know, we're talking the YouTube situation, and and, uh, sort of as the the industries evolve. In fact, many of you listening have small businesses, work for small business. In the last seven or eight years, you've had that, whether you're the plumber, right? The plumber guy. And now people don't say, hey, come fix my plumbing. It's, hey, I saw it on YouTube. This is what I need. That can be dangerous. With all due respect, we want to arm ourselves up with information. It's confidence builder. Eric, the car guy said it perfectly. I build confidence. But in the process of that, if you decide to pull the plug and not fix it, when you go in for a service, it is important to give symptoms. Hey, plumber, I did watch some stuff on YouTube, but here's my symptom. My toilet don't flush or, you know, I got moisture in the wall. Otherwise, you may fall into a trap and this is real. You go somewhere that couldn't care less. You tell them what to fix. I saw it on YouTube and there is no recourse because at the end of the day, you pay for it. It's still broken. And that individual who's not on the up and up says, well, you came to me and said, that's what you wanted done. Bad business. So be careful. Always go back to symptoms. Speaking of symptoms, we got Mr. Greg Buckley joining us. Greg Buckley. Ooh, daddy. How's it going, guys? Hey, Greg. All right. How you doing? Amazing, buddy. Good, man. Good. good. Hey, we just want to check your temperature. Are you okay with this country music out there in uh, Delaware? Oh, heck yeah, man. I got my cowboy boots on and my hat. I'm doing fine. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I can see you East Coasters two-stepping over there by the beach. That's right. That's right, buddy. <laughs> um, uh, first and foremost, uh, most garages uh, will have, you know, they got a digital footprint. And it's a great way uh, to search out. Like forever and a day, we've said, oh, Better Business Bureau, check reviews. But a lot of uh, businesses, including garages, they like to tell the story of their garage. And, Greg, you've got uh, Buckley's Auto Care out there on YouTube. What are you Mm -hmm. finding, um, A, you enjoy, and what's helpful to people when you're going out to uh, give information about car care? Well, you know, our our tiny little channel compared to Eric. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Eric's a rock star. You know, when when you talk YouTube, uh, I don't have a heaven... Uh, button here on the soundboard, but it's like, oh, that's Eric the car guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> angels. But I think he does inspire not only those to, you know, hey, you know, confidence in car care, but other folks like us who are, you know, we're in the professional side of things mm-hmm. to actually go out and say, hey, you know what? I, I think I want to share uh, information. Yeah. Where yeah. I think. Well, I mean. Yeah, our, our our little channel. I call it a little bit. It, it's pretty big for us here. I mean, we we have over two million views. Oh, and daddy! The average. Ooh, yeah. look at you go. Yeah, six, sixteen hundred over sixteen hundred subscribers. You got to say and two million. Hold on a minute. You got to have your pinky yeah, up. Two, you got to be yeah, two, two million. million. Go ahead. Two million. Two million. Congrats. That's the two million. <laughs> now, what, why why do you do yeah. you why do you as a professional garage owner why are you doing YouTube videos? Well, I think uh, what it does is it allows me to explain in in logical terms and in easy to understand terms what the procedure is going to be like or what the critical points of the procedure are going to be. So it's not there to tell you how to fix a car because that's that's my role is to fix it. But however, 
what's critical is getting you getting the client the the vehicle owner to understand the the critical points of the procedure like okay where are the where the injury is taking place what do we need to do to fix it and you know the extent of how we have to fix it um you know it could be an easy repair it could be something more extensive you know typically we'll show uh the damage that's been caused and then we'll have some fun stuff you know we had a Someone who wouldn't, the car wouldn't start uh, because someone had stuffed Kit Kat bars down into the filler neck. I, I we, saw <laughs> that one. Yeah. Now, who, wait a minute. Yeah, so, Somebody got lazy because back in, I'm not giving you ideas about this, but it used to be just mystery sugar and done deal, but Kit Kat exactly. bars. That's crazy. Kit Kat bars. So, you oh, know, my goodness. That, that's kind of, kind of the, some of the stuff that we, we have. But it's really important because when, when customers will look on the, on the channel, and surprisingly, we average about 83,000 83, minutes a month in terms of view of viewership. Nice. So they're getting some, indica- some indication of what to look for um, and getting a heads up. I, I guess that's the best word is, you know, a heads up on, on what it takes to fix the cars. All right. So, so Eric, the car the guy, counter, real quick, yeah. Eric, the car guy had said something, and I think it's really important for those listening Uh, At various levels. I mean, we got professional mechanics listening. We got entry level. We got weekend warriors listening. Where, Eric, the car guy said AC, probably not something you want to mess with. Do you have any other repairs that you think folks could get into trouble? Get hurt? Oh, gosh. Cost more money? Go ahead and talk on that. Yeah. Yeah, you got the the whole suspension thing. You've got electric electric power steering. Anything that's got to be... Uh, that's related to uh, you know a controlled situation by your power tra- by your PCM by your computer, um, you can really get into a lot of issues. Even with newer window regulators and stuff like that, where they got to be programmed back in, you may be able to R and R the unit, meaning remove and replace it. But then you got to reprogram it. And then if you can't reprogram, your either the window's up or down or stuck, and you know the switch still won't work, and you're frustrated. So you know it's getting it's getting harder and harder for anyone to do it yourself. To, yeah. To do it yourself. Well, let me you ask you this. Have, I mean, you got to program everything. Yeah. I mentioned this in the garage. Uh, you know, we have me- men- mentees. Is that the word? Susan? Mentees, yeah. We mentees. have students that come in through, you know, we, we just try to be a little farm to get them excited, shadow them and they go off to college and do their thing. What I say, and I think you'll agree and you listening probably will agree no matter what you do. Fixing cars, fixing roofs, fixing plumbing. Uh, it's not fixing it that's hard. It's how did I arrive to what's broken and did mm-hmm. I fix it? Did I fix it? Right. And right. I just want folks to understand, and I think, Greg, you're speaking on this, and certainly Eric, the car guy, he's, he's very humble about the whole approach, is like you can watch something like that, but take it with a grain of salt because there may be more to it. And my fear for folks is that they start bouncing around, gaining a false sense of confidence, and they either get hurt or, uh, worse yet, he said it, we say it all the time, you start throwing parts, your wife's good, your wife, your spouse, uh, I got a bank bill here, you spent $1,000 to fix an ashtray, uh, or whatnot. I mean, it's still, or, you know, what I'm saying, probably not a good example, but... 
Be yeah. careful. Uh, be careful. So, Greg, uh, tell us about Shop Soup. We've got about a minute left or so. Yeah. Hey, tell, are you well, running with this? What the, What is Shop uh, Soup? I'm tell the people. Be, shop Soup is going to be a little tiny little show. We're going to grow a little bit larger. And we're going to talk to shop owners. We're going to give the information, just some you know, community events are, that maybe shops are doing in the area. We're so you want to help other shops get, out? Yeah, we want to help all the shops out. We want to get the, down to the uh, down to the personal side of things and uh, let them tell their story a little bit. You know, tell them, ask them to, to, to forget the shop. Get out of the shop. Tell us what you do, how you do it, and why you do it. All right, so I have an announcement. And, I have an announcement mm-hmm. because time is short, and we're true. If, if you'd like to be friends <laughs> of the show, we'd love a second hour, but I have an announcement. Susie. What's the announcement, Frank? You haven't heard it. Tyler, you haven't heard it. Bree, you haven't heard it. You listening, haven't heard it. First time here, I have an announcement. Shop Soup will be on RanchNation.tv. Oh, Greg, oh, we have not. Right. I want to help you help others. Now, listen, I don't have, I don't have a million visitors a month to the site. That's okay, but the people that are coming to our site, they are family. And I want to bring you on. That is excellent. You guys have been. Thank uh, you. So we're going to build a tab. All All the information that you give, we're going to have a tab. Right now we've got home, you know, typical website stuff, podcasts, whatever. We're going to have a tab. Cool. And it's going to say, Big Daddy Greg Shop Soup. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sounds great, man. Frank, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And we want to see you help as many out there, brother, because that's what it's about. That's the goal, and hopefully, they really want to get the shops to, like I said, break out of break out of their mechanic suit and their Superman suit. Well, I think I think they I think they're starting to do that, and I think it's a benefit to yep. the consumer because consumers have just seen these rinky dink advertisements, you know, and they mm-hmm. and they they just look they're droned out. They see it all over now when they can see the personality and see that you know what these guys are and gals are really yeah. working to get my business, and if they make a mistake. They're going right. to own it. Right. How many of you yep. own what you do? How many own what you do? It doesn't count what you do. It counts that you own it because you will fail. You will make a mistake. Oh, yeah. And, Greg, oh, yeah. Shop Soup's coming, people. You're, <laughs> we appreciate you, you hanging, get, man. Get, get, that, get that ladle ready. Get that spoon ready, man. We got some recipes <laughs> coming up. So, you I know. can't wait. Gotta... I can't wait. Thank you so much, Greg, for hanging with us every week. Uh, Greg Buckley, Buckley's Auto Care. Thank you, brother. Bye, Greg. Yeah, I. You know, Greg has been with us for a while, man. And he could have said, "No, Frank, I can't make it. My wife needs me to do this." He has been a trooper, so that's the least we can do. Yeah, but I don't. I don't ever want to upset Greg because he may say, "No soup for you." No soup. No soup for you. No soup for you. All right, there you go. Hey, we always appreciate you guys hanging. Next week, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. We are working hard to bring you some really good guests. From Moonshine Runners to Dale Art Jr., the future, the history, the present, NASCAR people. Next week, we're going deep with NASCAR. We got uh, a very special author, and forgive me, I should know this bad host. Trust me, he's got a book out there. He's really good. We're going to dive into NASCAR. Tyler's going to be in-house because Tyler's drifting. Tyler, you're not watching NASCAR. No, no, sir. So how is NASCAR going to deal with that? Are they dealing with it? We just had that uh, Roval situation. They're trying to change it up. So next week is all about NASCAR. Stay tuned. And if you're catching this on the replay, thank you so much on the podcast. Give us a review. Tell us what you think of this show, show topics. And as I say every week, be safe. 
hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.